tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back, Clone Club, to another AfterBuzz after show for Orphan Black. This is season three, episode nine, the penultimate episode of season three. Yeah, just one more week. Insolvent Phantom of Tomorrow. How cool Ooh. of a title is that? It's part of an Eisenhower quote, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, when this is all done, I'm going to have to watch that entire Eisenhower speech, and I will have a new feelings on this whole season. Um, I am Will Link. Uh, with me, as always, Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. And Anna Koppel. Hey, guys. Sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very. She's coming to this uh, with a lot of paranoia today. It seems. I'm. I've been allergic all day. There's been snot just like pouring from my face, and it just it hasn't. I didn't brush my hair today. I don't know. So if you're listening to this on <laughs> iTunes, you might want to go over to the YouTube thing because you will be able to see the snot dripping. Oh, look, things things are going great already. Yeah, we're off to an awesome start. Um, so this episode, uh, for me, it was a little bit of a, after the last four, which I think are some of the best Orphan Black episodes yet, this one for me was a little plodding, particularly with the Sarah stuff. I, I wasn't feeling the Sarah stuff in this episode as much as maybe some other people, <laughs> but I loved all the Delphine and uh, Helena stuff in that, this episode. Those moments were intense. Yeah, the, they made this episode for me. They they were really good. I, I hear what you're saying in terms of not necessarily being as good as the last four, which were just, you know, white-knuckle really suspenseful um everything everything has you on the edge of your seat this one slowed down a little bit because Rachel's already gotten away and everything like that so the tension had like pulled back a little bit that being said, I still think this was a really solid episode, and we got some answers, yeah, which is so rare on this show yeah and 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 you know it's funny because I, I say that about like eh, some of the Sarah stuff I wasn't feeling as much this week. The worst episode of Orphan Black is still better than like ninety percent of what I could be watching on television. And this is exactly. far from the worst episode of the show. Like I said, I just felt like it was a little, like there was some extra. I felt a little drawn out to get to the caster original. It seemed like a lot of steps between meeting this bloody guy, going into a cab, going. It felt like we could have gotten there a little quicker. But maybe I'm being picky. What, what did you think? That, of the that's year? our job to be picky. Uh, but I want to say, Will, I just would like to acknowledge, I like Delphine more in this episode and trusted her more in this episode than ever before. Ever. I have never liked Delphine more than I like her now. And I know that might upset some Shay fans, but, oh man, she was her, I mean, she's been badass this season, but this was her at her most badass. Yeah, I mean... 
I could definitely like make or see the argument to for why this episode would be the episode to fall off the Delphine wagon, you know. But but I I'm all about her right now. You, are you feeling I, Delphine, Megan? I, on the one hand, I am a little upset that I was wrong. Uh, I don't like being wrong uh, because I was suspecting Shay of yeah. Yeah. being. I even said on another after show with the same actress uh, in that show. I was like, uh, I watch Orphan Black, and I don't trust her character there. She's super shady. Um, so now I feel like I've got my foot in my mouth because <laughs> yeah, because it turns out all this time that she was trustworthy. Um, or so we would think. Yeah, I'm not willing to say that she's still not keeping some secret, but she's not the caster mole. She's she's not the culprit in this particular circumstance. Um... Before we get into the specifics of the episode, which we'll, we'll start in a second, I just wanted to uh, let everyone know, we've been telling you each week about this uh, survey that you guys have been great enough to to take, because uh, we love hearing from you. So, you know, keep sending your tweets and comments, and take that listener survey at podcastone.com. Your responses will help us to make this show the very best it can be. It only takes about three minutes of your time, and you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing you helped us out. This is a um, this is a pretty general survey about podcasts, so don't like necessarily be looking for an orphan black specific thing. Because I've gotten some questions, I've gotten some people tweet at me like, "Oh, is it now?" It's just go to the site, take the survey. It'll help us out. Um, PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastOne.com. So yes. So, anyway. Yeah, speaking of tweets and comments, we're keeping an eye on the hashtag uh, ABTV Orphan Black, so feel free to tweet at us during the show. And um, every now and then we can keep an eye on the live chat, too, although that's a little harder without like a computer with us. That's true. And as long as we're talking about this, guys, we're going to talk about the show in a second, but uh, we got an email this week from a listener, Lyndon. Um, Lyndon writes, hello, people of AfterBuzz. I'm Lyndon, a London viewer of both AfterBuzz TV and Orphan Black, I stumbled across your channel during a weekend of binge-watching everything the search engine kicked back for Orphan Black interview. I'd finished all of the content on Netflix and was fiending, I admit it. I enjoy the detail you guys go into with each episode and hearing a variety of theories and opinions on a scene-slash-incident. Anyway, I noticed a small goof in the most recent episode that is perhaps due to me being from London, or maybe just a huge uh, pedant. The scenes with Sarah and Felix taking the taxi under the guise of Shaban, etc., made the small mistake of leaving the taxi light at the front of the cab. Ah. <laughs> that light is only on if or when the vehicle is for hire and is switched off as soon as passengers are inside. There's no way a taxi driver would overlook something like that. Just thought I'd share. Anyone else notice that or just me? Keep up the good work anyhow. Peace. So... Uh, Lyndon, thank you so much for sending that. Yeah. Um, and Lyndon wrote into info at afterbuzztv.com. You can always write to us there. You can write to any of our emails. It's usually our first name dot last name at afterbuzztv.com. Uh, we love hearing from you. Obviously, we love the feedback. I did not catch that detail. Nope. So, no. <laughs> so thank you for that. And uh, yeah, please keep the feedback coming. We love this. Yeah. Definitely. And we actually have some more comments on iTunes as well, but I'm sure we'll, we we can get to that a little later. Okay, well, let's then get into what Sarah and Mrs. S and Felix are up to being in London. I felt like the beginning of this episode, and although, like I said, maybe I'm complaining like it took a little while to get to the caster clone stuff, it was fun to see Mrs. S in her element, 
uh, meeting up with her old crew, her old band, literally getting the band back together. <laughs> yeah. And because this season we've gotten the most Mrs. S backstory and we've got to see her, different sides of her. And I feel like, you know, we earned a little bit of a break for her and to see some of this stuff. And it, it was fun. Yeah, no, a lot of the stuff this season has been so intense and so dark that it was really nice to see a little bit of levity and just see kind of a group of people reminisce about the good old days. Uh, you know, going back to, to fight the good fight and everything like that. It was, it was nice to see them smile. Yeah. Have some laughs and uh, and see Maria Doyle Kennedy sing. It was also really fun for Sarah and Felix to learn this about Mrs. S. You know, to like see them like what? It's it's like when you learn <laughs> that your mom smoked pot in her day. You know, you're like what? I didn't know you were cool. That's awesome. You know? So so it was a lot of you fun. You broke for them. rules. You were a troublemaker. What? Yeah. And and you could tell the way she played it. There was this bit of like embarrassment slash joy of them knowing this stuff. Like, right. it, it makes her... Yeah, it does make her seem cool, but also it's like, oh, these are my kids, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. it was great. And you get a little more glimpse into... They had quite... I mean, we knew with from last season with the bird watchers and stuff like that, there was quite an underground network going on. But uh, we get to meet some of these colorful characters like Terry, who... Uh, who you know things well things don't work Poor out for Terry. Guy. Yeah, jeez, like that was that was dark. But I will say it was um, because we haven't really had you know a whole lot of details about Mrs. S and her backstory um, prior to this season. Um, every time Mrs. S has gone to somebody, it's backfired on them. So <laughs> it was it was actually a nice change to see somebody stay loyal uh, to the very bitter end. Yeah. I mean, he did not give up the name, and he he got the information, too, because we find out that those numbers that we were talking about last week, they were uh, like a prisoner ID. Right. And he found out the truth, and of course, that's kept from us a little bit for a while, because he runs into Ferdinand. Ferdinand came back. I I knew he would. (laughs) You know, I didn't think he would. I said he would. You did. You called that one. I win that one prediction. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Ferdinand did return, and... um. Still working for Topside, and I guess, I mean, I guess that's, this is a total, we've dealt with Caster so much, it took me a second to realize, oh wait, Ferdinand has nothing to do with Caster, he's all Topside, Mm -hmm. and I guess they were just keeping an eye on whether the clones were coming into, like, I'm not exactly necessarily sure, unless they were keeping an eye on Mrs. S also, how they knew that Sarah was there, because Terry didn't tip him off, like he said he would. So, was that it's, how they... It's hard to say, because Topside... We don't know how much Topside actually knows. Uh, it, because Topside oversees both Caster and Lita, if I'm correct, right? No, isn't, isn't... I don't the, know. Caster all military? I don't know. I just assumed Topside was... You know, responsible for both, and was just like, "Here, go figure something out, both of you guys. When, we'll see what happens." When you have so many shadowy uh, corporate <laughs> and/or government organizations it's dealing, really they, hard they blend to keep together. Track of them. Have you guys ever been on a website called theyrule.net? No. Okay, I highly recommend everybody goes, and it shows you how there are like seven corporations that run the world. Like, yeah, they have their hands in everything. So it wouldn't surprise me if Topside was running both of them and many other. 
and many other things. things. And, yeah. I and s- also Pepsi or something. I Disney. sense Disney. Disney. Disney is topside. Disney's yeah. cloning. <laughs> yeah. I sense a prediction in that, actually. That sounds pretty good. That maybe there is a topside caster reveal yeah, before we, the end of the We this know movie. for sure that um that definitely Lita and Diet has to answer to Topside. Um, but we know that Caster ultimately is answering to somebody, too. Um, whether or not that's the same entity, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. I, I assumed it was, it's the government that Caster's an, uh, answering to. Uh, I don't want to say the Pentagon, because that's American, whatever the Canadian equivalent of that would be. Well, some people have said that it is the American military. It, like, if you go back. It's, yeah, some people have. It's so funny because I've noticed on some message boards, it seems like after every episode there's a debate about whether this <laughs> Which is... military? In, yeah, is. About, is this Canada or America? And it seems like, and I like that the, the creators always kind of just, but I mean, they clearly, the characters on the show use Canadian money, so I just assume everything's Canadian. Sure. But, but yeah, no, this guy coming back, because um, the last time we saw him, he was literally trying to murder all of Clone Club. Yeah. That was not cool. Uh, with the exception of Rachel, I suppose. And Delphine had leverage over him, but now that Sarah's in town, Sarah, who's supposed to be locked up, now the tables have turned, and Ferdinand has some leverage over Delphine. So, I don't know how he's going to use that. I don't know what he's going to want. Because I'm assuming the plan to... It's not like he could be like, I want to go back to my plan to murder the clones. I was going to say, you know what? Rachel actually might have gotten in contact with him. They were having kind of an affair type thing going on. And she's free now. She might have contacted him to give him a heads up. Like, hey, they're going to be heading to London at some point. But Rachel... Well, Rachel doesn't know they were heading to London. I guess she could extrapolate she, because she, she was translated the one that it. Told them she was the one that translated the message for them. She's a smart person, even though she's still going through therapy. She's not an idiot. Yeah, well, she wouldn't I, have been able to orchestrate. This. That's another. That's another good prediction that Rachel is still in league with uh, Ferdinand. There. That that that's how. That's the only reason why I would think that he would be there in London, unless they have a trace on Mrs. S and Felix and Sarah, just as is. I assume that they all have tracking devices. I mean, you know how you like chip your dog or whatever. I assume they all have that. Well, it's also possible that if they didn't, if they actually used their actual visas and passports to just travel to London, that, you know, that's that's, that's a paper trail. Yeah. So you'd have to use fake, you know, fake IDs of some sort, fake identification. Yeah, I guess that's the thing that's glossed over in this episode. I... I whether they're going over there under assumed names or anything like that, because Mrs. S is always super careful with everything, so I'd imagine it wasn't just, like, her heading back to... Look, I assume she's wanted in in England (laughs) for something. Lots and lots of states. But, yeah, I would assume that because they know what they're doing, they've been doing it for so long, Mrs. S and all her crew, that the only way Ferdinand would know to be in London at that time is if either something else suspicious was going on at the same time, and or if Rachel tipped him off. It's possible that maybe she didn't even tip him off to the point of uh, that Sarah's coming there. It could be possible Sarah just tipped, uh, Rachel tipped Ferdinand off to, to what London. the translation was of what she gave and gave that number and maybe Ferdinand's also. Because when the episode, I mean jumping ahead, when the episode ends, there's someone waiting outside Felix texts like like there are like people here like we gotta go. There is somebody waiting outside 
the apartment that they're all in. Well, okay, so we have this great fun uh, that's ruined by the death of Terry, and he whispers something to Mrs. S, and she's like, "We're not go- we're we're going home. We're not going after the caster." Which I took more is that she was obviously still going to look, but she didn't want Sarah and Felix to know the truth. But of course, Sarah. You know, can never leave well enough alone. Not that she should. And she gets Terry's cell phone, calls a number, and it leads to... And this is what I mean by kind of the plotting of the episode. It's all, to me, just filler leading up to when they get to that apartment. I mean, we don't really learn too much, unless well, I'm mistaken, in between that. They can't just magically figure out and show up at the apartment. <laughs> it's, you know, you have to take certain steps to get to that point. I was okay with it. I like the mystery. I like murder mysteries. So I liked kind of having to take those steps through the streets of London and hanging out at the London pub and maybe you found it the pacing didn't really work I thought the payoff was great the payoff I, I like the payoff I think I was just so in love with the other stuff going on in the episode maybe when we got back to Sarah's in a cab now I'm like mm. and like I said not the beginning stuff where Maria Doyle Kennedy's singing and stuff like that that was like I think earned fun it was more the it was a great editing yeah. sequence too mm-hmm. just cutting oh, back to and the forth. beating yeah yeah um but we get to this house, and Sarah breaks in, and she's looking for Kendall. Kendall Malone. Kendall Malone. And Kendall Malone is a, a feisty older British woman, comes out with a knife. <laughs> get out of my house. Yeah. And she wasn't expecting an, an, an old lady coming out of the shadows. Yeah, because, no, it, it's the caster DNA, or caster original that they're looking for, so it would have to be a guy. Yeah. And so, of course, seeing an old lady there, it's, it's yeah, it's not at all what Sarah was expecting. And she basically, she, she, she backs Sarah into a corner, Sarah pulls a gun, and then who walks through the door? Mrs. S. And Mrs. S, we find out, a big twist, I guess. A big reveal. Kendall is Mrs. S's mother. Dun, dun, dun! And not only that... Well, not only that. I was going to address this one first, but yeah. Not only that, she is both the caster and leader. I over- knew it! No, no. <laughs> yeah. well, the donor would be the same? Well, I I thought originally because um, because it was cast. One of the questions that I had was Caster and Lita. I was like, is it possible that they could come from the same person? And I was immediately dismissed because it's like, no, it has to be male DNA. It has That's to be true. female DNA. And so I just kind of shrugged. I was like, okay, I guess I'm wrong. Ha! Same person, kind of. You were right. <laughs> but not, you, not scientifically speaking. You, uh, you are the closest thing on this panel to a geneticist. (laughs) That's really sad. (laughs) But we have tons of people in the hashtag on Twitter talking about this. uh, Talking about this reveal. Uh, Jamie Willis Rose is asking, do Mrs. S and the clones share DNA? If yes, implications. If not, why? Yeah, that that was my question. I mean, are Sarah and Mrs. S sisters now? I mean, what's the deal? That's exactly what Nikki D on Twitter is also wondering. Mm -hmm. Are they sisters instead of mother and daughter. Uh, yeah. And then Alicia Perez also asking, so if Mrs. S's mom is both Lita and Caster Originals, does that mean Mrs. S and Sarah are actually related now? The answer to all of these questions, I believe, is yes. Yeah, no, it has to be, because it's, it's the same DNA. Okay, so if that's the case, Mrs. S didn't just 
end up with one of the clones that yeah. her mother donated the DNA well, for. This is stuff that worries me. I wonder how... I hope it's... What the conspiracy is that because it seems too convenient. Right. I mean, unless... Unless London is just, like, infested with Lita clones. <laughs> Who knows? But... But, uh... Yeah, it seems way too convenient. So well, how much does she I know mean, for how long? She... On the one hand, it makes complete and total sense, and it's not that far of a leap. It is convenient in in one respect, but we know very, very little about Mrs. S's backstory. So it's conceivable that she found out about this, and that's why it was so important for her to get Sarah. Well, isn't it always hmm. been said that they were brought to uh, Mrs. S. I'm bl- oh, I'm so bl- if Mrs. S didn't know, then that means that somebody else did know and, and brought Sarah to Mrs. S because of that reason, and, because of that connection. And wanted this to eventually all get figured out one day. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Carlton, Carlton, right? That was the guy who was moving around, the guy who Mrs. S used to hook up with. Sure. Right, that was his name. <laughs> okay, well, thanks. Well, no, he was the guy. He was the guy that brought Sarah to Mrs. S. Yeah, so maybe he, he knew said, more. He said he was just like he was just the one that tracked her down. So he didn't see like I feel like if he really knew as much as all of that, he would have reacted very differently upon meeting Sarah Manning as an adult. I feel like somebody else who knew hired him and asked him to track down Sarah Manning. I don't know. That's all yeah. I got, guys. He's dead now. <laughs> no, different guy. No, different guy. We're talking about a different guy. You're we not were talking, talking about the cab, the cab driver. No, no, we were talking about the guy who's beaten the, up, right? No, we were talking oh, about the we guy, the guy in <laughs> season, the guy who originally brought Sarah to Mrs. S. Oh, one of was her birds, Carl, Carlton. Remember the guy she hooked up with last season? She yeah. saw him at the bar. I don't know. Guys, tweet us. We, I don't know. Please That's the guy who brought them to, and we're saying that. Well, I thought in this, I remember that. Guy oh no, now, but that but guy they, also said that he was tracking Sarah. Or, yeah, he said that he had to track Sarah Manning down for for all this, and was part of this network. Okay, it's a network how of people. How many people are? <laughs> how big is this web? I don't understand. <laughs> how many people are involved in this conspiracy? Well, let's get back to Kendall here, and. Kendall had absorbed a male twin in the womb, and Duncan, when when she was in prison, Duncan had tested her, found this out, and decided to use her for both. So that's that's where the science comes into play in this. People who absorb their own twins are terrifying. <laughs> and this woman was terrifying. Yeah. I totally. gotta say, so does that mean this is what Sarah's gonna look like when she grows up? When, or when she gets older? Oh, I guess it could look like her, yeah. I mean, Mrs. S has a different mother. Uh, no, different father. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mrs. S has a different father, so she'll, she won't look like Mrs. S, but she should look just like this Kendall, which, I mean, all apologies to Kendall, but it looks like... Uh, Sarah's going to hit a wall at some point. <laughs> well, that's going to be really weird for Mrs. S, then, because she clearly didn't have a very good relationship with her mother. That has to be really weird, raising somebody who, as an adult, looks like your mom when you were a kid. <laughs> she still wanted to kill yeah. her mother in this episode, Mrs. S. She was going to kill the mother, blow up that. And the only thing that kept her from it is the fact that it's Lita, too, and probably could help, you know, Kasima and, and the rest how, of the clones. Help. I'm, I'm 
confused as to why that didn't occur to Mrs. S because, oh my gosh, Kasima is still sick. It's very possible for Allison and to get sick and, um, you know, Crystal and Rachel, and basically all the other kids, yeah. it's very possible for them all to get sick. You know, Sarah and Helena are the only ones who are risk-free when it comes to that. So why, why, why? Probably a lot of emotion about seeing her mother, who she clearly hates, and also she, you know, Mrs. S is on a mission to stop the caster people. So in her head right away, it was like... Okay. okay, but I have a question. First of all, I would like to thank Hannah Fitz for letting us know that Carlton is the one who hooked up with Mrs. S. Thank you very much. We love mm-hmm. we love it that you have the information that we so desperately lack. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Um, but uh, but okay. Can we agree that Mrs. S obviously knows more about this than she's been letting on? Yeah, this she, entire time. The <clears throat> entire time, and. We can't agree on that, but go on. Okay, well, I <laughs> I am just going to say she she's known. Uh, so that sort of begs the question for me, like, why has she been so resistant to Helena? Why has she been resisting Sarah wanting to help her sisters? What, what has that been all about? Or does she know that it's a way more dangerous conspiracy than Sarah's aware of. I think that she knows it's a dangerous conspiracy, but I don't think she knows anything about the conspiracy. I don't think she's keeping secrets, Mrs. S. I think she's learning things along the way, too. I think this came to a shock to her. So I don't think she knows more. That's just me. I don't know. Like, again, I I know that I I said I was wrong about Shay, but I still don't trust anyone, and I don't trust anyone 100%. You have to go about this like Miss Marple. Miss Marple (laughs) in uh, (laughs) the novels always assumes that everyone is lying, and that's how she's able to deduce the truth. So... I kind of have to go with that. I can't really assume that anyone is fully telling the truth about anything. See, Mrs. S has already had a big betrayal with the Helena thing. And I feel like for her to find out they know more would ruin, irrevocably ruin Mrs. S's relationship with, with Sarah and Felix and everyone at this point. I really don't think that's the case. I think that, that she is, she, like I said, she's, look, her whole life has basically seemed to have been dealing with conspiracies here. So she definitely knows there's something deeper, but I don't think she knows any specifics. If there's anything Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has taught me, it's that secrets have secrets and secrets and more secrets. And every time you think somebody has finally told you the truth and been full, you know, given you full disclosure, you are wrong. <laughs> secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Exactly. Our secrets keep us sick. <laughs> what else? What else can we say about that? <laughs> um, well, you know, you mentioned Shay, and I mean, that's pretty much where the Sarah storyline ends. So let's get to the Shay stuff, because I loved this stuff. Stuff was dark. Now... I like the way she says, huevos. Huevos, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. rancheros. <laughs> now, here's the thing. We were like, Shay is the mole. We had seen in the previews her in the military thing, which still is something that Shay has to answer for. But the second that Kasima looked at that stuff right in her first scene of the episode, I'm like, ah, it's not going to be Shay because it's too easy. It's like in an episode of of Law and Order. It's never the first person they they run down. So I'm like, oh. Like, if she had looked at that halfway through the episode, I might have been like, ah, they're going to get... But the second it was like, then I immediately was like, oh, we're going to be wrong. Shout out to the Uber fan for staying super 
super loyal to Ksenia Solo because we were all like, it's obviously Shay. Obviously. <laughs> like, the whole internet was like, duh, it's Shay. And uh, the Uber They basically fans, said so, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. She stayed strong and loyal, so good but, for you, girl. But the Uber fan must admit there are still questions we need to know about Shay. That <laughs> Shay might not be completely clean. Well, probably not, but... And, well, it's funny because I've been tweeting with the Uber fan and... and, and Uber fans so on Team Shay, it seems like, and I am so on Team Delphine. So I feel like both of us are bringing extra emotion to this yeah. discussion each week. And here I am in the middle going, I don't know if I can trust any, either of them. Well, Cosima decides to put her trust in Delphine, which is something, quite frankly, she should have done uh, four or five episodes ago. And she goes to Delphine, she's like, after talking to Scott first and kind of replaying things in her head, like, oh, she saw the book. And she asked about Sarah. Oh, my and, idiot. <laughs> and Rudy knew I was sick. How could he have known this? If not, oh, Shane knows I, I'm having a relapse. So she goes to Delphine. And Delphine is so badass. Even the way she swivels around in her chair. Like, oh, you've come for me to Like to, a Bond help. villain, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then Delphine goes to take care of business. Uh, we have a question from Alicia Perez on the hashtag. Do you think Delphine would have gone along with killing Shay if Cosima didn't call? I mean, I, I was thinking about this a lot. And I... Don't I, I feel like Delphine was prepared to kill Shay. Although a lot of me during it was wondering, is this just a is this just a tactic? Is this a tactic to make it talk? But I don't know. The look on her face, and I've never seen Delphine look and act like this. I think she was prepared to go all the way. I don't think she would have killed her if only because she would have thought that Shay had information. But we've seen at the beginning of the season when she when she was, you know, hurting Rachel when Rachel was unable to defend herself. We've seen that she's fully capable of torturing someone. So I think she was prepared to torture Shay. I don't think she was necessarily planning on killing her though. I think she's gonna kill her. I think she was going to kill her to, like, protect all of the clones and out of, like, an act of love for Casina. Yes. And, yeah, just super protective and, you know, also sort of in her own... In her, well, I, she's I, she's kind of on a power trip with all this stuff and her new position and everything. That, but... I don't know. I think she has a sense of, like, I should not have let this gone so far. Yeah. Uh, even though Kasim has, like, gi- been giving her a lot of pushback. Like, I should have dealt with you the second I suspected you. Right. That sort of thing. Yeah. Like, and like, so she's, like, mad at herself for second guessing or, like, going along with whatever. Well, she so- probably feels bad for a lot of things because she didn't want to break up with Kasima in the first place and but felt she had to in order to do her job. And so she probably feels bad that she broke up with Kasima because Kasima wouldn't have been with this person right. if she hadn't broken yeah, up with her. Yeah, there's a level so of responsibility. Probably, she probably feels responsible for a lot of things involved in all this. She loves Kasima so much she's willing to kill. <laughs> she's willing to kill. We all need a Delphine in our life. That's real love, guys. If you're not willing <laughs> to kill for them, then move on. Helena levels of love, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Helena's another person who will kill out of love. Or to get a refund. Yes. Which I can't wait to get to that far. But, um, so she's in there with her dyad goons and then we find out, and this was the thing that really surprised me, mm-hmm. that it turns out the mole 
was Gracie. Yeah. And I'm kicking myself for not thinking this because it's so, it was so right under our nose, but Gracie was so unassuming and so, you know, she just seemed so like glad to be around people and then people I, who didn't judge her or make her feel bad every you know every step she took and early in the episode you knew Gracie was leaving to go somewhere and I was thinking it was to meet up with Mark because the way she says goodbye to Helene it's extra like the extra long hug and then when she calls Kasima and confesses that it was her who sold him out to Castor it makes perfect sense she had the motive it could help save the man she loves again out of love I was just confused as to why Mark would be with these people in the first place. I because I mean he he found out with Paul what was going on. Does he think he can fix it from the inside? Does he have no other choice because he'll eventually glitch out too? What, also, why? Why are you still with these awful, terrible people? It was a way back to Gracie also. He could have found a way. He's a smart, resourceful guy. I don't think it's a way back to Gracie. I think two things. I think one, uh, there's a possibility that he was just captured there since the night that Paul died. May he rest in peace. Uh, R.I.P. That that, like half of the compound was blown up and and there were already very few people there. And uh, so it's possible that just the right people found him right around then, and he just wasn't able to escape. But also, yeah, he might glitch out, and this is his best chance to survive. Yeah, if he leaves, he's going to be hunted down by the rest of Castor and the military, but if he's still with them, he's like undercover clone. So... He might as well stay there. And, you know, this did bring him back with, with Grace. And, look, and a- now they have the book, which ultimately can crack the code, of, <coughs> you know, of their genetic problem. Uh, and although they are still missing, you know, valuable DNA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're still missing some things here. But the greatest... My favorite moment of the episode and my favorite Delphine moment was she is ready to 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 kill Shay. She's gonna slice the artery on her foot. Uh which I guess that's the way you do it. <laughs> you have to get them all. You know, you've gotta get the wrist yeah. and the metatarsals. Get everything yeah. going there. <laughs> gotta cover all your bases, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then Kasima's like, Oh, I've made a horrible mistake. And she calls Delphine, and the way Kasima calls her, she's like, like, hey, ha, like, she's basically like, hey, how's it going? And the look on Delphine's face, the way she rolls her eyes, she's like, I'm a little busy yeah. right now, was yeah. priceless I'm to me. I'm getting ready to murder somebody. Can this wait? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's the, the lucky she even picked up the phone, quite well, frankly. Well, this scene begs the question uh, that a couple people on the hashtag are wondering about. If you want to go ahead and... No, you go, because I don't even know what you're referring to. Oh, no, just uh, the comments that right there. Um, Jamie Willis-Rose on Twitter says, We didn't see Delphine not kill Shay. Yeah, that's an excellent just point. saying. And uh, a lot of other people are wondering, Hannah Fitz is wondering, We didn't see what happened. We just see Delphine twirling the blade in her hands. So we don't necessarily know if Shay escaped unscathed. But we do know, because... Spoiler alert. 
She's seen the previews next week. <laughs> oh, well, maybe so, these people don't watch the previews. Yeah, maybe they're trying to stay fresh. Spoiler alert. Okay. I didn't see the preview, so it sounded plausible to me. Yeah. Well, it, it, it felt like plausible. a red herring that they just wanted us to think the way she was between them. Then I, you know, also there's the old thing of well, and again because of all those personal feelings, she's probably still mulling it over in her mind, like. No one would have to know. I mean, she could have been like, it was too late. I already killed her. Yeah. Let's get back together. I should have never broken up with you. Yeah. Let's just put all this behind us. Okay, but let's be honest here. The Shay relationship can't go on after this. I mean, if I'm dating someone only a few weeks, I don't know how long this has been, and all of a sudden their ex comes in and is going to murder me because I told them they might be a spy... You can't keep dating that person. Well, she might not necessarily blame Kasima for that, and she is a milit. You know, she's a member of the military. She is possibly a trained killer. Uh, with all that, but listen, <laughs> <laughs> you don't. There's not a chance that the new person you're seeing, their ex shows up at your house, tells you to with take off your blades. shoes, starts running a bath. <laughs> and is threatening to slit your metatarsal veins. And you're like, it's cool. So you come with a little baggage. Like, well, you know no. what? This could happen. Maybe she wasn't involved with Caster before, but now she's like, okay, I'm going to call in all my military buddies because you guys are freaking crazy. Well, let me tell you what. If she I need to be stopped. If Shay does stay with Kasima, then she's definitely some sort of mole or spy because the only reason you stay at this point is to gain information, to be undercover. Because I'm, you know, but then again, there are still questions about Shay's background. And I guess, in all honesty, we won't know until those come out why yeah, she may because, or may not stay with Kasima. Because Kasima's. we know nothing about where she came from or who she really is. So she could very well easily just be, like I said, it could possibly be that she, she's not somebody to be trusted. Well, I still think there's something fishy about her. And I want to see Delphine and Kasim, but I want those crazy kids back together. <laughs> Delphine has never been better. Now kiss. Yeah, now I just want them... <laughs> I'd kind of like to see the three of them together. I just feel like it would be... Well... There's just so much emotion between the three of them, you know? It might be very passionate. The French love lovers. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) That's how they could smooth this all over. Well, I'll tell you what. I will not complain if that's what they do either. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a fun scene. Hate sex can be great sex. This will be in my uh, Orphan Black uh, fanfic that I'm going to start writing. And and the creators read bad stuff, so <laughs> guys, get to writing. He's already got so I've many notes. I've already got all. This is that whole story. This is on a... Well... <laughs> We got to get to our other favorite people, the, the Hendrixes. Hendrixes. <laughs> uh, which, we should have a theme song I so know. we can like play that sound. I know. I, I don't. If someone could get it by the last boop, week, boop. that's our Donnie. <laughs> um, special guest star Helena. It's it's a work in progress. Helena. <laughs> Helena is fully integrated into this family now. Oh, she's, I love Donnie called her part of the family. She called her part of the family, oh. which fits into what some people predicted, that the Hendrixes every season murder someone. <laughs> and now that Helena's part of the family, I think it counts. This counts as the Hendrix well, murder for the somebody, season. Somebody tweeted at us earlier, um, it was a picture of when uh, Allison let Ainsley die, and then a picture of Helena walking <gasps> out of uh, the building earlier. Today. It's the same vest, and they're like, 
the murder vest. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I love nothing more than Helena dressed in Allison's clothing. <gasps> and the, I'm it's sorry. It's so good. And what kind of like mousse or gel is she like putting just at the top of her head? That It's so good. <laughs> it's Helena trying to be suburban. And I love it. And the most adorable shot in the history of the show, maybe in the history of television, <laughs> is when they look at the people, when the Portuguese drug dealers, <laughs> crime lords, look at the people, and Helena there's Allison just... And her eyes are in. She's it's got that so kind of fisheye thing because it's the people. It's, a, it's yeah. so cute. Oh, my she God. She actually looks like she's doing a good job of imitating Allison. And probably my favorite line from this entire episode is they're like, why do you sound like that? And she's like, I have cold. And he's like, yeah, it's it's one of those really bad colds that affects your syntax. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally uh, a thing. This is, I know last week Matt was a little disturbed by the idea of Donnie and Helena together. But I've already seen people like I never thought I would be shipping Donnie and Helena. <laughs> Still, but I still don't ship them. I don't I, either, I take but it. I take it at face value for what Donnie said. She's part of the family. I, I, I do not see it in a romantic light at all. I just think it's really sweet that Helena finally feels like she's a part of it. But family. they do make a fun team together. They do. I am not... Right now, I'm on the same page with you, and I, I mean, I but really But you're open love, to the possibility. I am open to the possibility, and here's why. Uh... Helena takes care of Donnie in a way that Allison has never. Yeah, I mean, true. Donnie is basically Allison's employee, like or manservant. She wears the pants in the relationship. Yeah, but not just she wears the pants. It's like Donnie, do this. Make sure you stop by the store. Like I need you. Whatever. Like, Allison is a very pushy person. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, she just makes a lot of demands. You know. But and um, so. You know, when was the last time, like, Allison homemade some sort of salve to put on Donnie's yeah. wounds? That has never happened. Give me a break. She hot glue guns him. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> to be fair, he was spying on her. That's true. And she was paranoid. For years and years and years. Their entire relationship he's been spying on Yeah, Donnie on her. still does have a lot to make up for. With with those years, but I think I, I think it is going to be a sweet thing. But there is something to what you're saying. Yeah, that, no, you definitely. Have I point. mean, and we that's and I think that's why some people are suddenly like being like maybe these two should get together because they feel there is a genuine like warmth that Helena is giving that Allison. Well, doesn't. you know what it is? It's Helena's good with kids and Donnie's and, and big that's, kid. That's the other thing is that she takes care of their kids in a way that Allison and. Donnie have never. So he might look at that and say That's like... That's true. Most of Allison's interactions with the kids are usually shooing yeah, them away get or out of here. bustling them into yeah. a car. Get out of here. Don't look at the Although, pills I'm selling. I totally would buy that Allison would kill for her kids. Yes. Like 100%. She would kill for Donnie and her kids. Yeah. I believe Allison would... Allison, I think I buy that she would kill for a lot of people. Actually, <laughs> totally. I, I buy that Allison would kill on like a dare. <laughs> um, well, so J- Jason basically after his fight with Donnie, Jason basically said to uh, Pouchy uh, that he does no longer vouches for him. So the henchmen came to go get 
the pills, which were not there, but instead, and this was a little convenient too, that he takes the canister with Helena's babies. Well, as soon as he did that, I That's was like, like oh, they're dead. Yeah, they well, the second are all going to die. <laughs> and when Donnie tells this to Helena, the way she grabs that knife, but Helena's gone down a different path. She's not going to kill. She's a mother. I love that she's like, no, I, I live different life now. Because yeah. she's like teaching the little girl how to like gouge, gouge up. somebody's <laughs> eyes out. Amazing. She's like, you are strong. You are a warrior. This is how you <laughs> subdue enemy. So, Donnie needs to bring the pills for Fauci. And I don't know what Donnie's thinking that he thinks he's going to get a from a, a refund. refund. I mean, this fits into, but that's typical Donnie behavior of like not realizing that crime doesn't work like the rest of the world yeah. works. And Yeah, I'll just yeah. go get a refund. Everything will be copacetic. Yeah. I've, yeah. Got a, I've got a receipt. No big deal. <laughs> but to be fair, Donnie puts priority on getting Helena's babies back. Yes. yes. So, Donnie, yeah, he's he's willing to walk away without a refund as long as you know Helena has what she needs. Yeah, and Donnie walks in there, and you know he tells Helena, which is the right move. Helena should stay outside, and he goes in, but Helena does not want to wait. After some small talk, after he finds out he's not getting the refund, Helena comes in that great moment we already said, and then the Portuguese mafia made. The mistake that the Portuguese mafia always makes, they threaten the children. And at Bad that move. point let's Bad. not let's not paint the entire Portuguese mafia <laughs> as okay? kid killers. Yeah. They all, all they're always doing that, that Portuguese mafia. Threaten the kid I don't like I don't think we should make those generalizations. I, fair, I, enough, I, fair enough. I that agree. was I apologize to any <laughs> Portuguese mafioso who is out there. You know they watch those shots. That's true. Yeah. They're big fans. Although I will say that this is an interaction I was never expecting when we were first introduced uh, to these drug dealers in the you know in the very first season. I never thought like they would cross paths with Helena in any capacity whatsoever. So this was a really kind of I don't want to say satisfying way to kind of wrap up that particular drug dealer storyline that's been there the entire yeah. time. But, like, you threaten children around Helena, that's what's going to happen. I mean, even in when she was with the Perlethians, even they were mean to a little girl Helena never even had met before that day, and she was choking uh, 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 the... the um, to what The midwife or whatever. Yeah, she, I mean, and... And to Helena's credit, she was going to let them walk away, even though they had kidnapped her children because they returned them safely. She was going to let them walk away. And then they had to cross the line. (laughs) Now, I assume, so Helena gets a much bigger refund. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming she just took every dollar on the premises, which has got to be at the least hundreds of thousands of dollars. And um, I assume... Now, the Hendrixes are out of the drug business. Their suppliers are all dead. They've got money. Uh, It's probably a good move to get out of the drug business at this time. But how is Jason going to react? Because basically his business, I assume, is now screwed because the Hendrix's hit woman went in there and butchered everyone, basically. Well, That's how he's going to see this. I was this. also wondering what Jason was hoping to accomplish by, you know, saying that he takes away his vouching for them because it's like, he still wants Allison. It's like, how exactly were you going to... Like, was he planning on, like, swooping in and Blaming being like, Donnie. don't worry, I'll... 
vouch for you, Allison. I yep. won't vouch for him. Like totally. he'd be some sort of white knight totally. in that scenario. He 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 was waiting for Donnie and Allison to have the fight where she's like, What are we gonna do now that we're out of the money and the pills and how dare you? Why would you screw this up like this? And then he was this gonna swoop your in. Fault. Yeah. yeah. He was gonna swoop in not only to like save the day for her financially and with her drug business, but also to be like, Hey, Donnie sucks and I don't you know. <laughs> but now I don't know if you know I won that fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure if you heard. But now Donnie's gonna have like some killer line like who's the bitch now, you know? <laughs> He's gonna say it'll be better than that. But. I mean, I cannot wait for whatever Jason, whatever interaction he has with Allison in the next episode. I mean, that's going to be... And, I mean, I wonder if they're going to know, because, you know, they were clearly, there were cameras in that place. They had, because you see them looking at the... Is Jason going to go at some point find this footage and think it was Allison like killing people <laughs> because she's dressed like... Cause on I a have black never and, been more attracted to this woman than I am right now. <laughs> on a black and white you know, high angle the monitor it's gonna look like I'm guessing that they don't keep cameras in their drug lair <laughs> well I mean they were looking at uh, he, you're gonna see people who came in and out though yeah sure because, so there will at least be that so maybe he doesn't see her butchering well, people, but I'll she's going to see that. she out, she's got her hair down, though, and it's bright, you know, bright blonde, curly hair. But she um. does still come covered in blood and with a knife, yeah. which is not the best move. <laughs> but Helena's, uh, Helena's even joking about it afterwards. Like, oh, they won't be coming for the refund. She's laughing. <laughs> they won't be coming for change. Yeah, yeah, they won't be coming for change, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that, um, you know... Uh, that seems like uh, so. If anyone has anything they want to add before, uh, I know you wanted to say some iTunes things before yeah, we get to predictions. I wanted to do some iTunes shoutouts. Uh, we've got support the Orphan Black Afterbuzz by Sci-Fi Tareen. Uh, any fan of Orphan Black will surely love the Afterbuzz podcast. Like the show, the Afterbuzz podcast is intelligent, quirky, funny, and at times shockingly inappropriate, and that's perfectly fine. Yes. Me, my first and favorite Afterbuzz. I have seen slash listened to plenty of Afterbuzz TV recaps, but you. You always remember your first AfterBuzz. This was my first and still my favorite. It does not hurt that this was my favorite show. The panel is also best on ABTV. Although, shout out to that Zach Wilson's Grimm panel. Glad the band Will, Matt, Anna, and Megan is back together now. Oh. We had two we glorious had weeks together. Yeah. It was a great run. Yeah. Yes, by JB97.9. Great podcast. Matt is the best and makes every show fun to listen to. Matt, will you please do Halt and Catch Fire podcast again, please? And then Can't Get Enough Episodes Quickly by Amelia Cat. Can't get the most recent episode June 9th, not downloading. <laughs> but she gave us a five-star rating. Hey, that's good. That's what we like it. So basically, get it together, <coughs> iTunes. Exactly. Uh, but thank you guys so much. You are all so, so sweet. So with that, let's get some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Megan, would you like to begin? Um, I think that uh, we shouldn't count Shay out as being completely trustworthy. I don't think she's in the clear. Um... I think we're going to get a little bit more of Gracie and Mark. Well, because next, next week is the, so the last one. Finale. It's all the plot lines are going to converge And here somehow. I am like, oh, 
put it sometime down the line. Um, since it's the season finale now, I did not see the preview, so I have no idea what is actually coming. But this is when stuff comes to a head. I, I mean, Sarah and uh, the rest of the crew are going to try to get Mrs. S's mom back over to the States so that they can fix Cosima, so that Cosima doesn't relapse and die. I think that's going to be the main concern is, okay, how do we get this person from here to here? They just have to kill her, right, and bring back the tissue. They don't have to have her alive, do they? Yeah, Mrs. S should have pointed that out. I think you're right. But <laughs> you know what? I, we just need samples. No, it's honestly. probably... Oh, I don't know. I don't know how any of this science actually works, but I would think you're right. Yeah. Well, well they dug up that little tiny body. Is, body. Here's, here's the thing. You would be right, <laughs> assuming they get it right on the first try. So, like... Does that stuff like, go bad? That with bringing her alive, you have an infinite supply of at least Lita DNA. I imagine that since she swallowed her twin in the womb or whatever, absorbed him, <laughs> swallowed it. <laughs> that that is limited. But um, so castor DNA is limited. But Lita DNA, as long as blood is pumping through her veins, you have an unlimited supply. So you know, as long as she has bone marrow, that will come back. She so it's an infinite resource in case you don't get it right on those first couple tries. In case you need a couple different uh, bone marrow transplants, since she doesn't want to keep harvesting Kira. Also, it's probably easier to smuggle in a live human being than a dead body back to the States. She has a a big web of people. (laughs) A really big web of people that is really hard to keep track of. Right. True. Uh, Anna. Okay. Um, I believe Mark and Gracie are going to somehow, like, Save the day, like they're. I think that too. Yeah, that they're gonna see. Oh, this is a terrible thing going on, and and Mark is sort of on our side. Gracie's been brought in to our side, so I think they're going to. I hope team so. Up. I hope so too. I, I don't like. I don't want to dislike Gracie because I don't like. Even after she betrayed them, I don't dislike her. So I, I, I feel I get for it. her. I get why she did what she did. Yeah, like I I understand it. Uh, it's it's. You know, it's both surprising and not surprising. Yeah, like that. It's just sad because Mark is currently with the people who sold out Paul. And, right. And ultimately plotted Paul's downfall. I've been saying all season that I think Mark is going to have some major redemptive moment. And I think now that he's gotten back with his, his, his wife, yeah. that I think, you know, I worry that maybe it's going to be like they get one last great moment together before something happens. He might even have to sacrifice himself in some way, you know. He might start He might start glitching. I mean, Rudy's already glitching now, so you never know. You never do. Um, I think Marion and Charlotte are going to make a reappearance. I'd like that. Uh, And I think Ferdinand is going to be pointed in the direction of Crystal, but think that it's Rachel and like lose his mind and just start assassinating people at topside left and right. I think that's definitely going to come into play. I mean, I, I think they're going to figure it out in this episode that I, that's not. I disagree, but granted, I haven't seen the preview. <laughs> so I feel like, again, I could be completely wrong. I preview. still think Rachel is the one that tipped him off about London in the first place. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that, especially because Rachel's out there in the world now, she's going to tap into every resource that she has, and Ferdinand does align with her. Okay. So that's okay. my guess. That's my All guess. Right. There's been a lot of 
people talking about how someone might die in this final episode. Like, possibly, a lot of people keep talking, is Cosima going to die? Is Delphine going to die? Do you think, I, I mean, this, is, this has been rumors for a while. I think it's another red flag. I don't think either of them are going to die. I think they're both going to make it through the season. Yeah. Wouldn't it be terrible if Mrs. S's mom died, though? Because then that's it for Castor and Lita DNA. Oh. No, nah, or- just pull her blood in her bone marrow yeah, and her teeth. It'll you, be fine. You get those, but again, finite resources that can be stolen. As we wrap up here, one more question. Or destroyed. Who wins the election? Come on, Team Allison. Go, Team Hendrix. <laughs> I'm, assuming the, I'm assuming, oh, you, you thought the presidential election? Well, I just like, because Jeb Bush announced today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm I'm on the uh, yeah. I think it's going to be Hendrix. I'm voting. I'm voting Hendrix. Yeah, that's her storyline next season. No question. That she is running the yeah. yeah that she's school. Uh, she's going to trustee. Climb, yeah, she's going to climb the political ladder, guys. It's going to be a thing. Soon she'll be she'll president be one day. Prime Minister. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, it's <laughs> parliamentary system. Um, Megan. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Mengwin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, and um, I've started writing articles for the Movie Chick, Chick with Two Ks. And we're actually doing another Movie Chick quick review tonight on Popcorn Talk. So be sure to tune in for that. Fun. Uh, well, you can follow me at Cobble Mayor, K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R. You can follow me on Twitter at. The Real Will Link. Um, I just did a thing for Popcorn Talk. I was on Anatomy, a movie for Spy, which nice. was a lot of fun. I hope to do it again, and go check that out, definitely. And you can also uh, listen to my podcast, Will Sean Podcast. You can find that on iTunes and find out if we actually podcasted. We did. <laughs> I'm also doing Black Tea Party this Friday. I've never done it before. I'm very excited. What is it? Uh, it's like a political discussion oh, okay. on BHL. So, cool. yeah. Yay. Yay. So, thank you so much. We will see you next week for the season finale of Orphan Black. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Clown you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 